Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Weirdly Cosmic Podcast. I am Louise Eddington, astrologer and writer and shamanic practitioner. And I just want a couple of things before I dive in. Uh, firstly, if you're on watching on YouTube, please, please go subscribe to my channel. Give me a thumbs up and hit that little bell to get notified when I upload new videos. I'm doing a lot of uh, fun Tea with Louise interviews and um, also YouTube loves these things for its algorithm. So it would help me a real big lot if you would subscribe and give me a, a thumbs up. Also, um, before we dive in, I will be taking a break soon from a pause from um, consultation bookings. I have some big projects I need to work on, including starting writing my fourth book. And um, I just need to open up some space in my calendar. So if you've been thinking about uh, getting a consultation, now would be a good time to go to my website, louiseeddington.com, L-O-U-I-S-E-E-D-I-N-G-T-O-N.com. And, um, and book yourself a session with me and get yourself on my schedule before I take it off my website for a while. Okay, so today I am recording this on October the 8th, which is the day that Pluto is stationing direct and Pluto is now direct, I believe. Yes, it was a little bit, oh, a little while ago. Um, so, so far in October, we've had Mercury station direct on October the 2nd. Um, Vesta station direct on October the 5th. Now Pluto is stationing direct. On October the 14th, Centaur Chariclo stations direct um, and will be moving back towards the south node of the USA. And Pluto uh, is moving back to another um, exact Pluto return conjunction in the US chart. And before the eclipse, Juno, asteroid Juno, will also station direct on October the 23rd. So things are moving forward now. Incidentally, uh, my lovely um, assistant Megan, support angel, is now doing a um, transcript of these, um, of these calls. If you want to read a transcript, there's a download transcript. There's a downloadable PDF. Um, she's also editing the closed caption to have it make sense. She's doing an amazing job. I don't know what I what I ever did without her. But this eclipse, we are entering eclipse season. So today we are talking about the partial solar eclipse that's going to be on October the twenty fifth. 2022. So we're going to take a look at that in a moment. First of all, though, um, I did, I just want to say with all those, these planets moving direct and asteroids and centaurs, that things are really starting to speed up. Things are starting to move forward. Saturn also stations direct, by the way, on um, early on October the 25th in most parts of the world, late on the 22nd here. So that's a one, two, three, four, five, six, six stationing direct in October, hurtling us into eclipse season where we're gonna have two eclipses, a solar on October the 25th and a full moon on 
the US election day, um, November the 8th, a full moon eclipse. But before I look at the astrology, I did pull some cards. The, <clears throat> the new moon, so the solar eclipse is gonna be at two Scorpio. It's gonna take place on October the 25th, just three days after the first Venus star point um, since 1879. That's the star point is where the sun and Venus are exactly conjunct. This is the superior star point where Venus is actually on the other side of the sun from our perspective. So she's invisible on the other side of the sun. And this Libra star point, we are entering a Libra star point period for over 100 years. And that's really interesting because the two cards that I pulled for this eclipse are first. This is the justice card in some decks. This is the Libra card. This is adjustment in the top tarot. You can see the scales. This is about making adjustments to uh, come into as much balance as possible. And we all know that balance is really hard. So it's kind of balance, mediation, justice, adjustments, making um, a little bit over here and a little bit over here. This is what Libra does. It's not um, being perfectly balanced all the time. Libra is constantly seeking balance and seeking justice. So I first pulled that for this new moon. So how interesting that it's right after three days after the first Libra star point for 110 years, I think the last one will be um, all our lifetimes. And then the second card I pulled was Jupiter in Libra, which was truce. And you can see the, the four um, swords, four of swords, the four swords coming to center, piercing the lily, this um, cutting out the noise and static of that background. And this is Jupiter in Libra. So this gives, these cards give me big hope and the astrology does moving forward to be quite honest. So let's look at the chart and move into the astrology. I couldn't believe I pulled two Libra cards. I was like, really? <laughs> That's amazing. Okay, so here's the chart. We'll have a quick look at the chart, then I'll talk about it all. So. As I said, this is October the 25th, 2022. This is seven, eight and six, 14. This is a five day. So a 14, five day, it's gonna bring major change. I am actually a 14, five myself. So I know that it's a very mutable, changeable number. It's also the number of the media and news and so on. So that's gonna be interesting. The other thing I notice is that the eclipse is at exactly two degrees, Scorpio, no minutes, zero minutes, conjunct, uh, sorry, conjunct Venus at two degrees, okay, and um, this is 222, and we are in a 222 year, so I'll talk about the numbers in a minute too. We also have a lot of other twos in this um, chart. Ignore the houses because uh, this is set for where I live, but we're everywhere um, 
every location will be different. So we have Mercury at uh, 22 as well, which is twos. We have Juno at, uh, sorry, Pallas Athena at 20 degrees, so another two. Um, so we have a lot of twos. Then we also have Mars out. Uh, he went out of bounds, which means he's acting out of his nature. He's in wild card kind of energy. Mars in Gemini being very much about kind of rash words, changing minds, um, very quick thinking, but often needs to backtrack. Now, Mars went out of bounds on um, on October the 22nd, which was the day of the Libra star point. And he's going to be out of bounds for the whole of his retrograde. He's he's at his retro, uh, station retrograde degree. He will turn retrograde on October the 30th at 25 degrees of Gemini, just a few minutes after this. So Mars is really powerful in this chart too. And Mars is at 2525 on this day, which is the same as the 25th and the 7th. So we might look at the number 7 as well as the number 2. The other thing I do notice um, about this um, eclipse is that it's a south node eclipse. So even though it's a new moon eclipse and eclipses are resets and new moons are new beginnings, this is a south node new moon eclipse. And that means something is being left behind to start the new things. So this is kind of an ending as well. It's not just pulling us to something which would be a north node eclipse. This is going to be leave something behind in a big way. The only real major aspect to this eclipse that's at two degrees, other than a conjunction with Venus, of course, which I will talk about, is a quincunx to Jupiter in Aries. And um, to go back to the two cards that we had, Aries is the polarity sign of Libra. And, um, and quincunx is an aspect of adjustment. So we're making adjustments to the big needs of um, Aries, of moving forward, of pioneering um, alongside what we need to release and purge in Scorpio because Scorpio is very purging energy. I think that's all I want to talk about other than to say that's a 25-7. We also have Juno at seven and she's just stationed direct two days before too. And that's our interconnectedness with the collective unconscious um, and with all that is and with God, mystery, whatever you want to call it. So that's interesting too. Um, but if you just want to, you know, as I mentioned, at one point we had everything on this side of the chart was red, it was retrograde. Now we've still got Sedna retrograde, we've still got Uranus retrograde, the nodes are always retrograde. Um, we still got Eris and Chiron and Jupiter and Neptune retrograde. Jupiter's about to retrograde back into Pisces, which is the sign he rules. Um, but now we have Pluto, Saturn, Vesta and Juno all direct 
along with Mercury over on this side of the chart. So things are definitely shifting and moving and these eclipses are going to be big, um, big shifts and big moves. All right. So the number two is the number of the divine feminine. One is the divine masculine, two is the divine feminine. Two is relates to, <coughs> excuse me, the moon and the, and the high priestess tarot cards, because you can see it's very feminine, very emotional, um, so on and so forth. Um, attributes of the number two, the positive attributes are that it's the uh, diplomat, the artist, the peacemaker. Two is gentle and kind and charming. Um, two is sensitive, insightful and a team player, um, spiritual, um, unselfish, harmonious. You, you get the idea. They're all very yin kind of energies. So and two is kind of a curvy number. The more feminine numbers always tend to have more of a curve to them. OK. Now, you know, we've always, always got a downside. The two can be uh, <clears throat> quite fearful, um, quite pessimistic, quite indecisive and hesitant um, and um, a little, um, you know, a little bit kind of um, just moving into the shadow of kind of the fearfulness kind of energy. All right. So um, that's the twos, and we've got so many twos on this day. So, but do really think of it as feminine and uh, relating to water signs, particularly the sign of Cancer, which the moon rules. So, this being a uh, new moon solar eclipse, which means the moon and the sun together, the two kind of symbol symbolizes the moon in this as well. And two is also duality. So it's um, in, it's all the things of, you know, two ones coming together as a two. So we've got this um, kind of energy going on as well in this. Now, I said I might look at seven as well, because it's actually kind of a seven day. Um, oh, sorry. I just wanted to get up my notes for that. There we go. And uh, seven is the magical vibration, the number of the occultist and the esoteric. Okay. Seven resonates with the, the energies of the collective consciousness, faith, spirituality, spiritual awakening and awareness. Um, uh, psychic abilities, mysticism, intuition, and inner knowing. So this new moon is deeply, deeply intuitive and deeply, deeply feminine. Uh, Scorpio itself is a water sign and is a yin sign. Um, I have started to use the traditional rulerships of this, uh, of the signs. Um, I'm beginning to um, realize, and I am interestingly, I and myself had a consultation with the great astrologer Robert Hand this week as I record this, 
and he was talking about this. He said, you know, of course, these outer planets, Pluto and Neptune and Uranus and so on, of course, they're important, but um, they more have affinity with rather than rulership. <laughs> and I say this because I'm going to say that Mars is the ruler of this um, new moon. So here we have this new moon at two degrees, which is this deeply divine feminine number. On the new moon, we have the moon and sun exactly together at two degrees and Venus, which is um, the goddess, the goddess of love, the goddess of our values or the, the planet of our values, love, relationships, what we value, all this kind of thing. And this is ruled by Mars, who has gone out of bounds and is going to go retrograde three days after this new moon. So it's a very Martian, um, Martian new moon in many ways. But then Venus is also conjunct the new moon, but she's still in her underworld journey. So this, to my mind, makes this new moon solar eclipse a little bit aggressive. Scorpio, um, in some ways, can be about leaving power sorry, power dynamics and so on and so forth. It's also Scorpio is very much about sexual politics, um, you know, meaning like the abortion rights, women's sexual health. Um, all sexual health, really, to be quite honest. But um, in a feminine sign, we can see that the abortion issue and women's birth control and things is, is really up, especially in the US. But this is also a south node eclipse. And for these eclipses, the, um, the nodes are at 13 degrees, which is the number of the witch or the goddess also. And is one of Venus's numbers because it's in the Fibonacci sequence. OK, Venus cycles really work with the Fibonacci sequence. So here we have this uh, very, very powerful Scorpio energy, but it's on that south node and we are really purging something. Mars rules that south node, sorry, rules the eclipse, rules Scorpio. And Mars is acting out of character and is about to go retrograde in Gemini, the sign of um, also a relational sign. It's the lover's card in, um, in the tarot, Gemini. It's about perceptions and community and so on. And Mars ruling that eclipse is about to revisit some things. And there's going to be some new alliances in this Mars retrograde um, period through Gemini. Now Mars in Gemini in this eclipse is actually in a trine aspect to Mercury in Libra, who's at another 22 degree, another twos number. And that and, Mar and Mercury is the ruler of Gemini. So, you know, Mars and Mercury are working together to say there's going to be something big in the news around this eclipse period, I think. Something that's going to change perceptions, something that's going to change direction, something that's going to be how we think about our communities. And with Mars being out of bounds too, that means he's kind of extra loud 
when retrograde planets are when planets are retrograde they're also closer to the earth so that we've got that happening also so this um, eclipse is likely to be um, a little bit shocking in some ways and it is going to lead to a full moon eclipse on the election day in the US um, November the 8th um, where the moon is exactly conjunct Uranus the lord of lightning bolts and surprises and that's a north node eclipse in Taurus now this Scorpio Taurus axis and Venus as well which is conjunct the eclipse um, is definitely about security finances um, material wealth and world and what we're clinging on to I think this eclipse period is going to be a very rocky period financially, as if we didn't couldn't predict that anyway. <laughs> because you know, there's um, there's so much um, here to do with power dynamics and money and values going on. That um, you know, I think this Mars trying to Mercury. And, and Mercury incidentally being also being in a Venus ruled sign and with Venus conjunct the eclipse is say is a, a balancing we're going to be reaching a balancing out of energies so it's going to be interesting to see what that's bringing a balancing it means it can sometimes mean giving up something or releasing something or purging something which is very Scorpio north uh, scorpio eclipse now i just want to share the chart one more time quickly because i do want to show you a pattern that we have in this i mentioned that mars is trying to mercury well if in actual fact um mars and mercury are making an air grand trying to saturn investor with saturn just having stationed direct there's going to be a lot of news swirling around but not only does it make an air grand trine it also makes a kite aspect to eris eris in aries the revealer of artifice the uh, puller down of white picket fences i have a feeling with mars being out of bounds in that air grand trine and saturn pretty well stationed because he only turned direct three days before and Vesta being kind of the hearth of uh, the nation or the the flame of the nation that keeps it going there's going to be some real disruption around the globe with some um some real revelations about corruption and um, artifice and fakery and perhaps fake news and so on um, it's going to be a really really interesting time okay <laughs> and not not only that you know Pluto has been assigned by modern astrologers rulership of Scorpio so we've just had Pluto stationing direct um, today as I record this at 26 degrees He's barely moved. He's only moved four minutes um, by uh, by the time of, of the first eclipse. And that's hitting the uh, Pluto of the USA. So it's going to be quite an interesting time.
time, to be quite honest. But for you emotionally, let's stop the share and just talk about it. There'll be a lot of ideas swirling around, but this also with a, um, a south node eclipse in Scorpio, it might be the time to have a good clear out, um, perhaps sell some things on eBay or um, one of those sites where you can sell clothing and shoes and things, Poshmark and stuff like that, to, to kind of recycle some of your belongings and purge a little bit, have a good clear out to help you weather any financial crises that might be coming. And to it might be a really good time to really dig in and also to, to see what you really need, what, what, what really are your needs for sustainability, which is the opposite point of Scorpio, which is saying, you know, think differently. Um, um, and think what you really need to have a sustainable life moving through all this period, because it is challenging. It's a very challenging period. We actually have Chiron at 13 degrees Aries um, in a quincunx to the south node um, in Scorpio. So that's yet another adjustment to be made as well as the uh, quincunx from the actual new moon eclipse itself to Jupiter. So there's some big adjustments uh, between what um, I want, 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 which can be very Aries. I'm going after what I, what I want and, um, and creating it and taking action to, okay, you know, maybe you want, but maybe you can't have, and maybe you have to accept that you can't always have everything that you want. And I'm not just talking about things, I'm talking about this in all areas of your life. But I will say, you know, with, with all the action around it, with Saturn stationing direct just before, Mars stationing retrograde just after the eclipse, Mars being out of bounds, there's a real kind of um, um, out of control feeling to this eclipse. So, you know, don't be surprised if there's some real surprises. <laughs> Expect the unexpected. Um, eclipses are kind of wild cards on their in their own right. And this is a particularly powerful one. They'll be with Venus being conjunct the new node, as I said, north with being conjunct the eclipse. Uh, I swear my tongue doesn't work very well since I had COVID three months ago, but it's getting there. Um, with Venus being almost exactly conjunct the new moon eclipse, there's going to be some big shifts in um, values, relationships, love, money, things that you own, things that you value what you value, who you value, all that kind of stuff. It's going to be um, a big change, big shift, big reset. Eclipses are basically major, major resets. So let's have a look at the, um, and incidentally, by the way, if you're listening to this early on after I record it, or even um, any time <laughs> really coming up to it, I, I mentioned the Venus star point that's also on October the 22nd, three days before this eclipse. 
I'm doing a whole interview with Ariel Gutman, who wrote the book on the Venus star point and who in whose work I am certified. And um, she is coming on my podcast to um, talk about this, this new star point, because it's going to bring a whole new um, a whole new shift in our energy over the next hundred years. And it's um, it's interesting what it could bring. Um, in, and again, as I said, it's interesting that I got two Libra uh, cards. Um, Libra is about relationships as well and alliances. So I think there could be a whole shifting of alliances globally um, with this Venus star point. And we're moving from Mars ruled star points. Um, we've had the Scorpio star point for um, over 100 years. We've got one more Scorpio star point to come before that star point is really done. And that's in four years time. And uh, that is actually conjunctly eclipsed <laughs> degree. It's going to be at zero Scorpio, so only... Um, uh, so you can kind of see where, where Mars is almost like complaining with the, with this station retrograde in Gem, re, retrograde in Gemini. He's like, you mean I've got to change? I've kind of um, ruled the skies for over a hundred years, and now you're saying I've got to release and let go and change how I work and how I act. And now in Gemini with that being about conversations um, as well and also about communication to how we uh, you know talk to each other overall um i do wonder if we're going to move into a period of more diplomatic peace and um, able to talk things out rather than the more martian fighting kind of energy because Mars after all is is also a defender he was the defender of um of agriculture and so on the guardian of agriculture so perhaps Mars is going to go through his retrograde and come out the other end and say hey I'm going to be more of a a more of a defender and more able to um talk to people rather than just go into fight mode right away <laughs> All right, so let's look at the symbols. The symbols, I have to say, even though it's kind of crazy, this eclipse and very wild cardy and, and things might be quite shocking and you may have to purge some things and release some things you're, you're clinging on to with, with hard with your fingernails kind of thing like, whoa. Um, I do think uh, the outcome is going to be good and the symbols are quite wonderful. So the um, the Sabian symbol for the eclipse, Scorpio 3, is a house raising party in a small village enlists the neighbours cooperation. The feeling of community demonstrated in a basic joint effort. In rural neighbourhoods, especially as the American West was being developed, the building of at least the framework of a house was often a collective friendly enterprise. Newcomers building their home to be found friendly helpers in their neighbours. The sense of togetherness and participation in a common enterprise was developed by such collective work. The home remains our home, yet the whole community is involved in its erection and the welcome marking 
and the welcome marking its completion. So the key word to this symbol is cooperation. So that's kind of speaking to, to what I just finished with when I was talking about the astrology. I kind of feel like this eclipse is, uh, Scorpio is very much about power dynamics. And as I said, it's a south node eclipse. So we've, we have to give up um, these, some of this um, um, tendency to want to cling onto power and things and move into a more cooperative um, way of being. So I find perhaps that can be in farming, you know, uh, coming together to do community farms. It can mean politically, it can mean in neighborhoods, it can mean in all kinds of ways. So it's, it's, it's got potential and promise in very big ways, I think, this eclipse. Now let's look at the um, Chandra symbol for this new moon eclipse. And before I read it, I just want to remind you to subscribe and remind you to get your readings booked at louiseeddington.com. The link is in the show notes, because if you don't, um, you might miss out for quite a while, because I'm going to be not taking any more bookings for a while. So Scorpio 3, the Ch Chandra symbol, is pigs being fed. Feast or famine, generating a world with an on or off switch. By pressing the off switch habitually, none of your deeper needs or desires are being met. And you resent this with an internal grumble that eats away at your substance. The on switch pressed in emergencies when you have nothing left pulls in a very full response to what you crave. Suddenly, everybody and everything are there, filling you up with the goodies. Yet as soon as you have had your fill, you starve yourself down to spiritual emaciation. Denying yourself everything is a karmic pattern that you are chronically hooked on. Granting yourself brief reprieves from this ancient sentence is the only way to blow off steam and survive for another round. However, you do acquire a taste for the plus state to come, realising that if you can release the past, self-made eclipse, everyone else is willing and all signs are forward as soon as you let up, stinging yourself for past misdeeds and come afresh to life, hungry and willing. I, I just... Um, and again, I will copy this one in the show notes. But this, the Scorpio-Taurus axis, and this one is, is a, again, that, that releasing. So releasing some of those karmic patterns of Scorpios, like, oh, I've, I'm obsessed. I've got to fill all my needs and my desires so fast. Whereas the North Node is in Taurus, which is a more calm, sustainable really um, being grateful for what you have um, and enjoying what you have rather Taurus is not a material sign in the way it's sometimes prevented presented it is not a hoarding sign really um, although it can be in its extreme shadow most Taurus really just loves their home comforts and loves what they have and um, and has things that fill all their needs okay the sustainable part 
So um, I'm going to read this again. Pigs being fed, feast or famine, generating a world with an on or off switch. By pressing the off switch habitually, none of your deeper needs or desires are being met. And you resent this with an internal grumble that eats away at your substance. The on switch pressed in emergencies when you have nothing left pulls in a very full response to what you crave. And the north node is what we are yearning for, what we are craving. And that is sustainability based on our survival needs and values. Suddenly, everybody and everything are there, filling you up with the goodies. Yet as soon as you've had your fill, you starve yourself down to spiritual emaciation. Denying yourself everything is a karmic pattern that you are chronically hooked on. Granting yourself brief reprieves from this ancient sentence is the only way to blow off steam and survive another round. However, you do acquire a taste for the plus state to come, survival, <laughs> realizing that if you can release the past, everyone is willing and all signs are forward as soon as you let up stinging yourself for past misdeeds and come afresh to life, hungry and willing. Now, I just want to quickly tell you what John Sandbach says about this degree because he is um, the person that channeled the Chandra symbols. I actually read the interpretation that um, was done by Elias Lonsdale, who John Sandbach, he likes Eli Elias's um, interpretations. But John Sandbach was the actual um, person that channeled the Chandra symbols. So he says, we associate pigs with gluttony and overeating. The symbol does not say how much the pigs are being fed. Are they being stuffed with as much food as they can possibly hold? Or are they being fed a healthy amount? Scorpio is the sign of desire and often overeating. And, and overeating is often an attempt to fulfill oneself when one has been starved or denied in other areas. At its best, this degree revels in what is taken in, be it love, a beautiful painting, a sunset, or a bowl of macaroni and cheese. If, though, it is not in deep and sincere touch with its true desires, it may binge chronically in an attempt to get something it never quite gets. I'll leave you with that. And um, I will leave you by saying happy eclipse season. It's going to be a big one. Um, don't forget to subscribe and um, and be one of the first to uh, find to get notified when I record the full moon eclipse um, edition, which is going to be on the election midterm elections in the USA. So I might have a little look at the USA chart with this as well. Oh, uh, I did want to say one more thing. <laughs> um, I'm not going to look at the charts, but I do want to say this eclipse season is going to be really relevant to um, the Ukraine conflict because the new moon eclipse that we're looking at now is right on the ascendant of Putin, if his chart is correct, because we're not sure it is. And the uh, full moon eclipse on November the 8th is right on um, Zelensky's sixth house Uranus. So um, either way, 
there's going to be a big change of fortunes because with eclipses being wild cards, you can't always tell which way it's going to go. I will say, though, that the, the new moon eclipse on the 25th is a south node eclipse on, on uh, Putin's um, ascendant releasing something so maybe um eclipse um, eclipse effects unfold over about six months maybe he'll be releasing his presence in the public stage we can hope um but the full moon eclipse is a north node eclipse on Zelensky's sixth house uranus now the sixth house has has a few um symbols it has health so yeah, he could have some changes in his health, but it's also about service and um, and how we serve. And so a North Node eclipse, he may kind of um, have that Promethean impulse to really um, jump in and serve. Might take a quick look at his um, his chart as well and do a separate video on those. But I just wanted to mention that the eclipses are really affecting the two charts of these two leaders and it's going to be bring big changes so watch this space and uh, for now it's for I'm Louise Eddington astrologer you can find me at louiseeddington.com and get those consultations booked